Hello, everyone, and welcome. You are listening to The Wildest Podcast. My name is Jandra, and I'm so grateful to have you here with me today. Whether you're new here or a longtime listener, we're glad to have you as part of The Wildest community as we dive into all things personal development. Our goal is to help you get more out of life. Today, I want to talk about something that's a little bit heavier than previous episodes, but it's a topic that's both extremely relevant and something I've been struggling with in my own life, how to cope with anger and resentment. These are topics we don't usually hear a lot of people talk about, and even planning this episode was a little bit difficult because part of me still struggles with admitting that I'm even dealing with things like anger and resentment. However, in my experience, that just makes this topic all the more relevant and necessary. Now, our society tends to view anger fairly negatively, like it's a bad thing that we should all avoid, and that's especially true for women. Sure, we glorify righteous anger in movies and TV shows. After all, revenge and justice are super sexy on the screen. But the idea that we could be anything but happy generally doesn't sit well with some people. Personally, I think it's uncomfortable mostly because we just want to be happy. We don't want to feel angry or sad or depressed or anxious. So it's easier to pretend that the so-called negative emotions simply don't exist. In the self-help community at large, this is especially problematic because we have a whole host of people spouting off toxic positivity statements like just be happy or always be grateful or good vibes only, as if it's not only undesirable, but also somehow wrong to feel anything but positivity. I don't know about you, but I think that's some bullshit. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's important to be positive. I think optimism in general is a fantastic worldview and a growth mindset will typically carry you much further than a fixed one. But pretending that negative emotions don't exist, refusing to acknowledge or address them, isn't just a problem in my opinion, it's downright dangerous. Because here's the thing, emotions are indicators. My therapist describes them as something akin to your body's version of a check engine light. They let you know when something is wrong, not so you can avoid it, but so you can fix it before something gets worse. Because sure, you can avoid a check engine light for as long as you want, but eventually the inevitable is going to happen and your car is going to break down or end up beyond repair. In the same way, our emotions are telling us that things are happening. They're signs and signals that are meant to be listened to, not ignored, and by tuning into those messages, we can address problems as they arrive, finding healthy solutions to those issues rather than pretending that they don't exist and facing the consequences later. And I don't know about you, but I've spent most of my life taking that approach to my emotions, and it definitely hasn't paid off. Sure, it might be more comfortable now to avoid what I'm feeling, but it sure as hell isn't comfortable later. Okay, Jandra, you might be thinking, I get it. I should deal with my negative emotions when they come, blah, blah, blah. That's so much easier said than done. And you're right. For many of us, we were taught, sometimes inadvertently, that it's safer to hide our emotions. And that's a habit that's going to be difficult to unlearn. Much like many of the topics we've discussed on this podcast, it's going to take practice. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You wouldn't walk into the gym and expect to bench press 500 pounds on your first day. So why are these things any different? That's why the first step to dealing with any anger or resentment issues is simply letting yourself feel it. Think of it like water in a glass. When you're angry, a little bit of water sloshes over the rim. But if you avoid that emotion, then the water just sits there. Sure, over time it might evaporate, especially if the conditions are right. But more than likely, it's going to be sitting there for a very long time, especially if you put a lid on it. Now, I'm not advocating for pouring your rage out onto the world. There's definitely a time and place for that, but that's not always helpful or healthy. But what I am saying is that you need to start by giving yourself permission to feel angry. You're allowed to have emotions, even negative ones. From there, you can start working on identifying the why. Now, this isn't always necessary. Sometimes things like anger and resentment are unexplainable, and that's okay too. Sometimes you just need to feel your rage for it to disappear, but sometimes you need to explore it because, like I said before, it might be a sign that something else is going on beneath the surface. Now, there are plenty of ways to explore the why behind your anger. 
A therapist can be a fantastic resource for this, especially if they practice EMDR or brain spotting, but not everyone can afford or access a therapist. And if you can't, I'm a big advocate of a technique called the five whys. And it's simple. You start with that emotion, anger, and you ask yourself the question, why? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I angry? Allow yourself space to explore and whatever reason pops up, let yourself stick with it. It doesn't need to be particularly deep or an intellectual reason. Even something like someone pissed me off is totally valid. From there, it's time to ask your second why. Why is that thing the case? Why did you think that? Why did someone piss you off? Maybe it's because they made a shitty comment or because you're frustrated by their behavior. Again, your answer can be as long or as short as you want. This exercise is all about you. Next, and you might've guessed it, ask why a third time. Why did the shitty comment bother you? Why did that thing that they did or didn't do piss you off? Maybe it's because it hurt your feelings, because you had your hopes up for something better, or because they disappointed you. Whatever the answer is, ask why again. In this situation, maybe you responded that they disappointed you. Maybe this person acted in a way that you didn't like, and you're frustrated that they didn't do better. I don't know about you, but this is a big part of my own anger and resentment issues right now, especially due to the pandemic. I'm frustrated that some of the people I know, and even those I don't, aren't taking the pandemic more seriously. I'm frustrated that they aren't doing something as simple as wearing a mask to protect others. So you probably know what comes next. You ask the fifth why. Why are you frustrated? Why do you feel this way? For me, it's partially because I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from spending the last year trying my best to do what's right, to protect other people from a deadly virus, while it feels like half of the country doesn't even care. You might need to ask why a few more times. Five is just a general rule of thumb. But for me, I just landed on a root issue. I'm tired. I'm emotionally exhausted from the last year and a half, and I feel like I've lost a chunk of my life, and I'm angry at the people who I feel could have done more to prevent this from going on as long as it has. And guess what? That's totally valid. You wouldn't tell someone not to be frustrated that they had to do all of the work in a group project while everyone else did nothing. That would be ridiculous. Of course they're allowed to feel frustrated. And even if you don't agree with their emotion, that doesn't change the fact that they are feeling it. Regardless of your thoughts on the pandemic, my frustration and anger still exists. I am feeling it right now, and you can't tell me that I'm not. Just because you can't feel it, or don't, or refuse to, doesn't mean that I can't. That's just like saying that just because you don't feel cold doesn't mean someone else can't feel cold, you know? The same thing applies to emotions, and it's why validating our emotions, even self-validation, is so freaking powerful. Because what you're feeling is real, regardless of the cause, and acknowledging that is an important part of processing and moving through these emotions. Now, I'm not going to pretend that this is going to solve any anger or resentment issues that you might be dealing with. This is a useful tool, but in the end, it's only one tool in a massive arsenal that you will build over the course of your life. If it helps you now, that's absolutely amazing. I'm so glad to hear it. But if it doesn't, that doesn't mean it can't help someone else or even help you in the future. Anger and resentment are complicated and powerful emotions, and they deserve to be heard. They're also commonly referred to as secondary emotions by some experts, meaning they're often responses to a primary emotion like fear or sadness. That's why accepting your anger, feeling it, and exploring it can be so useful, because it can help lead you to the root issue or primary emotion that needs to be dealt with. I wish we had more time to dive into the subject, but unfortunately, that's all we can fit into today's episode of The Wildest Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to chat more about this subject, feel free to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Jander Lee. My DMs are always open, and you can join the Wildest community by following us on Instagram at Live Wildest. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day, and as always, keep working, keep striving, but don't forget to take a break if you need one. Talk to you next week. What does perfect even mean? Is there even 
such a thing.